0: Hello and welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast where we share tools, techniques, and ideas to help us all live more fulfilling lives. In today's episode we have Comeback Sandy here in the studio with us and she's going to share a little bit about her message, what she's doing, and how she chases her dreams.
1: Well thank you so much Craig for having me here today. A little bit about myself just to give you a brief description so yes, everyone knows. Like you said my name is Comeback Sandy. I am a local music artist and humanitarian. So what I like to do is create music that connects with people. I like building community, building relationships, working on communication with the Omaha community. And I am just here to experience life and make things better for other people. Well, I
0: think you're doing that already. (laughs) So, I mean, the way I found out about you was um, actually the first time I saw you perform was at Shangri-La. You were playing or you did a verse with yeah. linear symmetry which is a local like uh, edm group here that was like your just energy is is very like oh, okay she's got this really positive we talk a lot about on the show how you know just having a positive experience with life in and of itself even if you're not out there doing really big things it's awesome to do that but even just living your own life in a positive way trying to heal yourself and you know make sure those relationships around you and the way that you interact with people and the energy you bring to those interactions are positive and good that is contagious so it's like anybody that i meet that has that I kind of want to talk to and learn a little bit more about how they got to where they're at and what they're doing in their life besides that but so yeah you were on like a big stage obviously performing for a pretty decent amount of people and I've seen you perform here in Omaha a few times mm-hmm. I think I saw you in Lincoln also okay with your band yeah and that's a newish thing yes. right yeah that's so new. tell me about like what are what's your goals with your music and uh, how did you get to where you're at now and like what are you looking to do with it in the future
1: so I think the the big goal, the big picture with the music is to express ourselves, I'll say our because of band, ourselves to as many people as possible. Uh, so that means we would really love to travel around the world and play our music to people. So that's the biggest goal is just to get to have that experience, to be up on stage creating a moment and experience uh, that everybody can be a part of. So that's kind of the big goal. I think you said what's kind of led to that. I yeah. Think that was part of the question. Yeah, how'd you
0: get to where you're at now?
1: Oh, man.
0: Well. <laughs> How long have you been doing music? Like, yeah,
1: so I started when I was 13. Oh, wow. Okay. Started rapping when I was 13. So I'm a lyricist and a singer-songwriter. I only started as a lyricist because I was not confident in my singing voice. Mm-hmm. Up. Uh, because, you know, when I was little, I was never the best singer. I loved performing, though. I loved dancing. I wanted to be out in front of people on stage. But I never had the strongest voice, and I would get turned down for certain things, and it just, my confidence wasn't there. So one year, I decided to do something different for the talent show because I had danced at every single talent show every year growing up. And I was like, I love poetry. I had since I was little, and I was like, what can I do that's different this time. So I was like, I'm going to make up a rap. And it happened to be about like the holiday season. And uh, man, this is going back. I'm telling you like the whole, <laughs> yeah, no, like it. this is the birth of Comeback Sandy and Sandy, I think as a person. Uh-huh. So I made up a rap and I went out in front of, I was a seventh grader. And I went out in front of my whole middle school and I made the beat for it. It was terrible, but <laughs> I made the beat for it. Went out there, did the whole thing. Got about two thirds of the way through, and then I completely forgot the lyrics. Oh no! Yeah, and so I was 13. Like you know, it's just like awkward, and you want people to like you, yeah, and yeah. it's like it w- I was so terrified was standing in front of my whole school. They started to do like the slow clap,
0: uh-huh. and that's when I was like, and ah. you're like, I'm not done yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was so embarrassed. Um, but I finished up. I finished it. I somehow got back to where I needed to be but I was just so embarrassed but after that I decided that I needed to prove that that I could do this like this is I needed to prove that I could make it through the whole song so I went and wrote another one I got out on stage the following spring for the talent show with a group And I did it, and it was like, okay, redeem myself. I I felt like I don't think anyone else actually (laughs) really cared. I don't think they cared. That's the
0: interesting thing is a lot of times when we have these little like failures, and obviously when you're young, they're really impactful. I mean, I think they're pretty. They can devastate people even at an older age when you try something new. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it is cool. It's interesting. Like what makes some people get that sensibility of like I got to prove myself now. Yes. And some people are just like well, that was a dumb idea. I should never do that again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting because I think that's something that must have been instilled in me. Yeah. Uh, Because it's pretty easy just to say, oh, I'm going to quit. You know, it's like, that's the easy thing to do. And, and that's okay. It's not yeah. like necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, it must have just been instilled in me to Some keep resiliency. going. Yeah, to keep. Yeah, it's just something that's part of me. I think it's part of my, uh, my parents and my mm-hmm. grandparents. And that's just something that's been passed through the generations to me because they are all that way so yeah i got back up did it i decided it was something i really liked people seemed to like it they thought it was i guess cute for a (laughs) while like in high school it was like cute because it was kind of surprising yeah um, well at
0: that time there weren't really a lot of like female lyricists that were making especially
1: in Kearney, nebraska (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was probably the only one yeah uh that i know of at that point for a long time and so i think people thought it was cute but I took it pretty seriously to an extent when I was in high school. I did the talent show every year, like two two times a year I'd do the talent show. That's how I Chance did the Rapper started.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's dope, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, he only did talent shows until his he did his uh, acid rap mixtape when he believe, graduated I high school. I can't
1: believe that. How did he get all those big people on it? That's what I... He's
0: from Chicago. Yeah, that's true. Well-connected. That's true. They all know each other. Yeah. Chicago's um, got like such a deep roots to like, I mean, so closely connected to like Kanye and mm-hmm. all of these like other kind of smaller time rappers that came up behind Kanye. And then, you know, so I'm sure someone had their eye on him and was like, oh, yeah, heard you at that talent show. <laughs> right,
1: right. Isn't that crazy how everybody's story unfolds in such a unique and different way? And you never really yeah. know how your story is going to unfold. No,
0: you have no, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's difficult. You have to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like such a hard balance of wanting to ha- and I mean I'm a creative too, so like it's such a hard balance of like having a specific kind of mission or goal, mm-hmm. but also being okay with the fact that it's probably not going to work out the way that you think it is or at least it's not going to the path is not going to be the way that you think it is. It's probably going to be way harder. <laughs> first of all, yep. I learned that pretty quickly in the movie making industry like it mm-hmm. is way harder than I thought it was ever going to be when I was yep. younger. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pieces of it that you don't really even think of like for me in creativity like once I started making stuff and people started noticing it then I started realizing that I had kind of a responsibility to inclusion and social responsibility of like what I was putting on screen Mm -hmm. and the more people that watched it the more that responsibility mattered and I kind of haven't made a lot of stuff since then because I'm freaking out about it but Mm. it's an important thing you know but it's, it's interesting. That's, that's something I literally never comprehended when I was studying to be a filmmaker.
1: Yeah, it is difficult. It's like until you really take it seriously and until you, you accept that you do have that responsibility if yeah. you're going to put art out into the world or that you can have that responsibility and you can take advantage of it. Yeah, it is really. it's diff- that That makes it more difficult. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, I feel like... I didn't really take myself seriously, continuing kind of like how I got to where I was. At
0: what point were you like, this is something that I want to make my career in a really real way?
1: Right. So I think I was, when I was 19, I started writing better. Mm. But I still wasn't convinced that I was that good at it. Yeah. But I started writing things that were actually making people think. Mm Mm-hmm. And people are like, whoa, that's that's pretty good. Like, you should maybe perform that or do more. So I think when I was 20, 21, I started getting the idea. But I wasn't sure yet because I was still in school yeah. trying to figure it out. I was in school for psychology. I started... Pre-med and went to business and then psychology because I didn't know what I wanted to do and then my senior year So when I was 22, I think that's when I was like I can do this and that's when Camp come Back Sandy came about And uh, yeah, it was spring of my senior year I put a poster up on my door that said That said I am Comeback Sandy because I couldn't believe it myself like I had oh, to yeah, like yeah. step into that being or step into right. that Person because I just wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, and so I just read that sign every day I am come back sandy every day. I woke up. I am comeback sandy and as I started to Believe it more and more. I think that's when I was like, okay, I can make this a career So after I graduated I was like I'm gonna move to the next a bigger place in yeah. Nebraska because <laughs> I wasn't ready to leave. Where were you at you? Were, were you I was in Lincoln Lincoln. Yeah. yeah, so it was Kearney Lincoln and then Omaha and I was, People that aren't
0: from Nebraska are never going to have no clue no. what that means. <laughs> yeah.
1: So basically, if you don't know, small Kearney town. is central Nebraska. I moved a little further east to Lincoln, which is where our uni- one of our universities is. Yeah, it's still uh, pretty
0: it's a city, but it's a small yeah, city. Yeah, it's, it's our kinda, ca- it's our capital yeah. city, but
1: it's smaller than Omaha. So yeah. it's the, Lincoln's like 200,000, Kearney's like 30,000, Omaha almost, Metro's like a
0: million. Yeah, it's a little over a million
1: now. Yeah, so if you kind of get that for the which If the you're listener. from like Los Angeles, you're like it's, still <laughs> like, it's still a small town. It's still small. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was the next step in the process. Yeah. I came here looking to make it my career. Mm-hmm. So that's when I jumped into the music scene, started to talk to other local artists, um, other creatives in town, and I started to build what has now come back Sandy to gain a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a base following.
0: Yeah, yeah. you Here you're, in Omaha. Your fan, your core, yes. your fan base. Yeah. And your, your fan base, that's what it right. is. Right, yeah, like,
1: so my core group of fans and friends and family.
0: Yeah, well, and that's what I think is so special about kind of the type of music you do, which is very, you know, there's a whole genre, like it's not even a genre. It's like a feel, right, of like the type of, you know, I'd just say like the type of bands that play at Shangri-La, right, or like groups and the type of musicians that attracts the positive... Music, music yeah. that's healing music in yeah. some way, mm-hmm. inspiring us to be better versions of ourselves, socially right. conscious, that kind of stuff. It doesn't the genre is kind of irrelevant? It's what is the message of the music?
1: That's true. Yeah, because the genre is it kind of, it is probably like an alternative hip hop right now. Come back, Sandy. That project is, but it's morphing and changing, and it's mm-hmm, becoming mm-hmm. something very new. But yeah, it's definitely about the lyrics and the content, and. Um, it's my experience and w- how I see the world, and uh, what you come to find is that a lot of people feel that way yeah. too. Which is the beautiful part yeah, about music—it brings people together.
0: Yeah, any kind of art culture does. That. Like, and it's yeah. And then when you're, you know, you find your tribe that way. That's, mm-hmm. Whether it's through you know mutual appreciation of certain musicians or art, or by creating it, creating it's kind of like putting this beacon out and saying like come to me if you agree. <laughs> yeah. people just gather and it's so inspiring, you know. That's why those music festivals are so inspiring because yeah. you're just surrounded by people mm. that all have the same similar shared vision of what the world can be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I can't wait to do. So taking it further now cuz I feel like we got up to like present moment in a way like I think part of the question was where you're going to take it in the future. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to be at festivals. Yeah. Jamming out, I want to be in stadiums. Yeah. Jamming out with thousands of people connecting in that moment. Like, that is the goal. Like, just, I always think about it in a a strange way of, like, looking down on, like, we're up in, so so, there's an observer, like, up in the sky looking down, and there's all these humans just kind of, like, squiggling and moving around together. Uh And, like, how weird and, (laughs) but how cool and exciting that is. Right. Just like us just dancing together and singing together. It's just, like. To me, very pure and very natural. It's like a natural thing for us to do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a connection that happens there that, I mean, humans have been dancing since the beginning of, like, I mean, probably before we were even humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were dancing. Yeah. Whenever really you believe the conception of humans happened. Right, but and
1: making <laughs> noises and communicating through that.
0: Yeah, singing and dancing. I feel like we were probably singing like grunts and stuff before we even had language
1: yeah we definitely i don't really know the history or what they think about but i've (laughs) been in some way yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, there's just such a like a you know you don't have to you know spoken word can connect us in such a real way but it's just it's the energy of it it's like Mm -hmm. when you're in a good place most people when they're dancing they're feeling in a good place they're Mm -hmm. feeling connected to the people around them Mm -hmm. and there's like I honestly, I never danced until earlier this year, Hmm. earlier last year at a music festival uh, and just something clicked and it was like, I'm a person that dances now and now I love it. And it's like, and I love feeling that connection through with people in the crowd and in myself, like, it just makes me feel good, right? It's like re- such a release of, like, tension. Mm-hmm. Literally, physically, like, it's good for your body to dance. But yeah. it's also, like, spiritually, I think, a really good healing medicine in its own way.
1: Yeah, dancing is amazing. I want to implement that into what I do. I want to definitely put dance into whatever I do. And then, like, with that, I was thinking while you were talking, too, was, like, not only dance, that connects us. It's in those, like, happy moments because I think that's totally part of it and the positive, uh, that part. And you spoke about, like, healing. Mm-hmm. And I think the sad moments and the crying together and the uh, yeah the experience of suffering or uh, remembering your suffering and then relating to other people in your suffering can help heal you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it can feel so alone, you know, like whatever sadness you're dealing, especially like a lack of self-love is something that so many of us suffer from oh yeah and like we feel like everyone else is fine and i just hate myself mm-hmm. i can't love myself and then i i don't know if you know tubby love and amber lily mm-hmm. they did a they have that one song that's like something about loving yourself oh i am already enough oh yeah or you are already enough. yeah man it's that song like, like singing I, that like with a whole the one group song of people i know and, like, really nobody else them. like is looking around singing it together yeah. and, like he's singing it too and then he's like now sing it with an I instead of a U, you, so you're the one saying it to yourself, and yeah. everyone's saying it, Everyone's bawling, crying, and we're all like, we all like feel the same emotion, yeah. and then that's such a cathartic like connection, right. like you said, through our shared suffering, because all humans suffer.
1: Yes, we do. It's
0: part of human nature. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, or unfortunately, or it just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it, that can bring us together too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because like even like Mike Love, who I'm a huge.
0: Mm-hmm, fan mm-hmm. of
1: he had that moment where he just expressed how he was feeling, and that just like I think touched everybody. He just told us what he was going through, and to me, that was like the moment of the whole thing. I'm talking about a uh, Shangri La Festival, <laughs> yeah, uh, in Minnesota, but like that was the moment of the whole thing, I think, because it was very real and authentic. Because I think a lot of times we can kind of cover up some of these things with the the positive and the peace and the love, which is completely we need that stuff, but in order to heal, it's like you've got to you gotta look at that. Yeah. The suffering and the pain. You gotta look at it and you gotta accept that it's there. And then it can bring forth
0: Yeah, you gotta shine a light on it. Yeah. And you can even
1: though it hurts and it, Yeah, it does. It really sucks
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Something I try to do uh, within my own music is just just to share my experience, good or bad, and then just relate. It's yeah. all about just relating to people, and that can really ease suffering. That's, right. Yeah, music can ease suffering in that way.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the most we feel the most suffering when we feel alone and isolated. Mm. So anything that brings us together. Mm-hmm. It has a positive effect on our ability to cope mm-hmm. Which is so important because bad things are gonna happen to everybody. Yes and relatively, you know, like What we consider bad things now might be horrible There's horrible things still happening to people but in comparison to what was happening hundred years ago a thousand years ago like we have it made <laughs> But it doesn't make the suffering any less real. Right and so like being able to relate to other people through that allows us to yeah, have that sense of connection and, and know that we're not alone because it's like we can conquer anything when we know that we're not alone.
1: Yeah, and I feel like going off of that, like part of that, my message is that and it is mindfulness. Yeah. Uh, becoming a more mindful community and society and it starts with the, the individual and uh, I think that all comes down to to the breath and just, just breathing um, and focusing on that and then... I feel connected to everything in that moment, mm-hmm. and I don't feel alone. So I think even when you are alone physically, you don't have to be lonely. Yeah. But that takes practice. That's it's not hard. that's not yeah. something you just snap your fingers and you say, "Oh, I'm not lonely anymore." <laughs> I took a deep breath. Like yeah, that's not how. Well, it and works. it's so
0: hard. Like people think. I mean, we've talked about this on the show a lot, and different mindfulness practices. I've interviewed some people about it already, and. Cool. Uh, you know, it's people think like how hard could that be?
1: Yeah,
0: and then they try it. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a lot harder than it seems It's also not as impossible as some people Some people yeah. when when you know, they sit down on a mat and they try to do some uh, Like focus on the breath really beginning of mindfulness meditation They'll get frustrated because every five seconds their mind wanders and they'll say I can't do this I can't meditate. Mm-hmm. I can't be mindful and it's mm-hmm. like that's not you're not doing it wrong, Mm -hmm. like you're noticing that your mind's wandering. That's the first step, and then it's just to bring it back to that breath, start again, try again, and, and as you do it, over and over and over and over again, as with anything, you get better at it. You're training your attention, you're training that mindfulness. What's what called that's why it's called a practice. Yes. And you gotta practice it. And it's the same thing with music, it's the same thing with art, it's the same thing with any skill. Yes. You gotta practice it. You're gonna suck at it at first. You're not yeah. gonna be great. You're gonna forget your lines halfway through your song. Mm-hmm. Like and you just gotta say, okay, this is worthwhile enough that I need to show back up and try it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that comes back to resilience. It just um, be and being kind to yourself because self compassion. You have huge, to be yeah. nice to yourself. It's like you're not gonna go around. I mean, some people do this, but that's because they're doing it to themselves. But mm-hmm. you're not gonna go around telling people for the littlest things they make a mistake on, like you're a terrible person. Yeah, right. you don't deserve anything. Yeah, like you're not gonna do that. So why are you doing it to yourself? And you got to catch yourself doing it, and you got to be gentle. Yeah, you just got to be gentle with yourself because like. Our ideas of who we can be are huge sometimes and in uh, The way we're supposed to be perfect in mm-hmm. our society and the way we're supposed to be the best in our society Can like hurt us because we can never live up to those standards right. And we don't need to live up to those standards because They're just not realistic.
0: Yeah, and, and we're already like if you're making progress you're making progress and that's Mm -hmm. good. You know, like there's, it's, it's sometimes a difficult balance between that self compassion and then balancing that with some kind of ambition. Yeah. But like, I think especially in the United States, we could use a lot more self compassion. Yeah. I think so. And just compassion in general (laughs) for other people as well. I agree. Like we, we push so hard and like you get more done and you do better work when you're coming from a better mental state, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just taking that break or whatever you need, and like saying, "Oh, it's okay," or like accepting, like, "Oh, I messed this up." That you know is expected. I'm new at this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be good at a day one, so let me show up again tomorrow and try it again. I'll maybe get a little bit better, and then you know I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm getting a little bit better each time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's and it's beautiful to watch that journey. It's exciting then once you start to see. You got to at least put the work in like for a couple weeks with literally anything before you start seeing any progress. Once you start to see that progress, at least in my experience, it just like takes off because it's yeah. like, Oh, okay. I can keep, you know, it's a rewarding and exciting at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like exponential growth. It's kind of like, like you were saying, it's, um, more self-discipline meets compassion. Mm-hmm. And it's like finding that balance it's between, such a hard
0: balance, though.
1: it's really hard. It's really hard. But if you're, aware of it, I think you're already 10 steps ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: if you're trying, uh, I don't see what can stop you. Yeah, just building that support system around you that can help and yeah, setting goals. I know we talked about that earlier. Creating small tasks every day Yeah. for yourself instead of being like, I'm gonna finish a whole album in a week. Yeah. It's like, it's not realistic that, you know, it's, it's setting small goals and accomplishing those and telling yourself you did a good job after every single one you did, patting yourself on the back, right? No matter how, like, even if it's just like getting up to make your bed, yeah, kind of a thing, or going to the grocery store, I have to give myself a pat on the back every time I do it because I really don't like it. Yeah, doing I don't want
0: to. That's like with laundry, I don't want to do laundry, but when I do, I'm like, I feel really good once it's done. I'm like, right. wow, you did it, yeah, you did that thing, yeah, that no yeah. one wants to do, but yeah,
1: like, it's almost to me, I feel like I'm just almost speaking to a child in a sense when I'm speaking to myself <laughs> yeah. throughout the day because I hear myself say some mean stuff to myself mm-hmm. and I have to be like I have to be like no like that's not true that wasn't nice like let's flip that and turn that into something that's productive and that actually helps you like yeah. it's okay you're doing great like i feel like i'm talking to we a
0: kind child of are. like there's definitely in psychology a lot of your self-talk is developed as a child like do you feel safe in your environment do you feel like people are out to get you mm-hmm. do you feel like you're capable or you're not capable like all mm-hmm. of those things are developed as a child so it's almost like you have this child in your head talking to yourself yeah putting yourself down whatever and then you have to develop that kind of more mature voice that can you know smooth things over and kind of motivate yourself and have that self-compassion and say like it's okay like you're safe here you know
1: mm-hmm. exactly exactly i feel like you know a lot about this this is really cool
0: i try it's, i care a lot about it so yeah
1: what I, do you do you just listen to a lot of people speak or do you like read or like how do you all of
0: the above and live okay. I've, I've suffered a lot just yeah. mostly self-inflicted through self-sabotage and mm-hmm. addiction and um depression and that stuff has helped me learn a lot of these tools and techniques and ideas as I say in the show like and that's what I started the show for in the first place was to kind of try to share those things and then interview other people that have seemed to be doing a, a good job at, at managing life you know it's <laughs> just so hard so many of it, even people yeah. that you know people that are like Some of the people that I see that are career successful have some of the worst mental states out Mm -hmm. of anyone I've ever met. And it's sad Mm -hmm. because they've accomplished so much and they still can't be happy with themselves. And I wanted to find out you know, why. And I think I experienced that. I was someone that people looked at and they said, you're so accomplished, you do all these things, whatever. But I was miserable and I was using drugs and alcohol to cope with it. And I knew that wasn't healthy Mm -hmm. and it was just making it worse. So learning all of those things over time through reading books, listening to podcasts, going to therapy, meeting all kinds of different healers of different types and listening just to what they do and how they're you know doing their work and how they come upon it because almost everybody started out that way. They experienced mm-hmm. some kind of suffering and they learned how to heal it themselves and then there's just kind of this draw to then share that with other people that are maybe you know still on their journey to get there. And we're all constantly <laughs> on our journey But, you know, people that are maybe just starting their journey of self-awareness and Mm self-discovery and Mm self-growth. And it's such an awesome thing to be able to do.
1: That's awesome. I can relate. Totally can relate to that. From where I was three, four years ago to where I am now is a huge change. And I was like you where from the outside it was like, oh, you know, I've got A, B, and C. And things are going well for me. But on the inside it was just not good stuff, right. and I was able to put on a smile and do what I needed to do to make people think I was the perfect person. Yeah, uh, that's when, a lot of pressure to live up to, too, yeah. Right, when, no, it was depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and and abusing substances and toxic relati- relationships, mm-hmm. um, just all of that, using that to distract myself from, What truly was going on was something very deep inside of me that I had to overcome
0: Do you feel like pursuing your art your 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 expression has helped that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, every time it's therapy. It gets me into my flow state Mm -hmm. So whether I'm writing or playing it just helps me to be more present Yeah, like you just are going you're just flowing with everything that that is at that point just doing being so and those are the moments that heal me the most, I think, when I can get into that state of flow and just be and not have to be so such a separate entity from everything that yeah is happening.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining the show today. I'm happy you're here. Yeah, and, thank um, you for having me. Is this there, is super cool. Yeah, I'm really glad it was a good conversation. Is there anything you'd like to add before you go? Uh maybe tell people where they can find you online. Stuff
1: like yeah, that. I would love to. So you can find me at Comeback Sandy on all platforms. Um you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, every all of the major platforms for the music. Um I am putting out a project. I haven't officially announced it yet. I don't know when this is coming out. So I'm putting out an album. Uh it's all of the work I've done over the past couple of years, finally in one project. Uh, Please check it out. You'll see if you follow me on social media. I'll keep you updated. I'm so excited about it I hope it helps people. I hope I can relate to people through it and uh, Yeah, really looking forward to the future and and uh, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to do this
0: Thank you so much for coming. I'll link that stuff down in the um, show notes below as well So people can easily find them and yeah Go check her out on social media. Give her a follow. We just did a little Instagram story before we started this. So, uh, yeah. So, thank you so much for coming, and thanks for sharing your positivity and and your expression with the world.
1: Cool. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Happy You're Here podcast. I know things got a little out of sync. This episode was recorded quite a while ago, and. Um, Sandy already has some of the stuff that she talked about releasing. It's out on Spotify. She's got a great music video she just released. So you should definitely follow her on Facebook. If you use Facebook at ComebackSandy. Check out the show notes below. I'll share her Spotify link and some of the other places you can find her music. It's super inspiring. It's, you know, musically really well done. And I absolutely love it. I'm a huge fan. I'm really happy that we had this conversation. I think that we touched on a lot of really beautiful and important subjects. Hopefully you enjoyed it too. Look forward to seeing you in next week's episode. We talked to a good friend of mine who is a pastor who works really hard to improve inclusion in his church and in the church that he's part of. And uh, he's a gay pastor, which I tried to not make the entire podcast episode about that fact. Uh, i feel like sometimes when people you know have something that seems kind of counter to the expectations people focus solely on that and make it a very one-dimensional conversation and we have a really great conversation about a lot of different subjects so that'll be next week so follow subscribe to the podcast if you're on spotify itunes whatever wherever you listen at you can hit that subscribe button so that you will be notified when the new episodes come out You can also subscribe to the email list at happyyouarehere.life. On that website there are a couple places where you can sign up for the newsletter and all the newsletter is, is every time we post a new episode, that episode will go to your email inbox on Sunday. Yeah, thank you for listening. I'm happy you're here. Have a great week.